lots going on today, this weekend. Uh, we have ministry fair right after this service. And where is that at? Anybody know? Where's it going to be? The auditorium, gymnasium uh, area, multi-purpose room, right? So again, right afterwards, and, and if that's not good enough reason to go find out all the good stuff happening in the Lord's Church at Walloon, there's donuts. So that is a good reason, really fresh, wonderful. Uh, we took all the calories out for you, so they're going to be really good in the gymnasium area. Um, I've been gone the last two Sundays. Uh, that's a picture of my dad. He's had three surgeries in 15 days, last one very serious. And I just want you to know, I'm pleased to say he's home, recovering, he's antsy, a little ornery. He's ready to get the staples and the drains removed. So thank you for all your prayers and support. Many of you have been asking, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Pastor Brandt. Uh, he was scheduled to take my spot two weeks ago. It was a whale of a sermon, by the way. Uh, I, it really was. Uh, I had a study week getting ready for next Sunday, brand new sermon series. And we'll talk about that a little bit called Searching. And I was also getting ready for one with starting after Searching. Uh, it's going to be called Irrelevant, Why Does the Bible Matter? And anyway, I was working on that. But then... Uh, Dad's uh, health got uh, a little poor and we ran down there. So I'm really sorry I missed, wasn't planning on missing last Sunday with Benjamin and the RMI team. I did watch on the Book of Faces. Uh, but I just want you to know, uh, Facebook's great in a pinch, but there's nothing like being in the building with the church family. It's not, it's not a replacement. I just realized that. Also wanted to say, Jeff and Julie, uh, Bradford, thank you. Thanks for your hosting uh, of the RMI team that was with us last week. Well done. Uh, God's plan to reach and change the world is the local church. Hope you know that. God's plan today is to use the local church. And I love the church family at Walloon. It's good to be back with you. Today, uh, I'm going to try to make the case for why every one of us here today, you need, I need to be in a small group. So that's my challenge today, is uh, to get every one of us in a small group. That's George Barna. At first, I didn't think that could be George, because his hair is so white. And I said, no, he's younger than that. And then I looked in the mirror and said, oh, yeah, that happens to all of us. Uh, he's getting older, too. Uh, anyway, that's George Barna. And he tells us that, on average, uh, folks who go to church... Uh, in churches like ours, go 1.8 times per month. Isn't that interesting? So on average, po folks who say, oh yeah, I go to church. How often do you go to church? And, and if you average it, it's about 1.8 times per month. And I just want you to know, 1.8 times per month in, in rows is not enough to get connected. You're not going to make friends, and make relationships that are strong 1.8 times per month. Or maybe you're beating the average, maybe you're 2.5 times per month. But I'm just telling you, that's not enough. Here's what also George Barna said. Americans are among the loneliest people in the world. Statistically, 
We are among the loneliest people in the world. In the midst of our busy lives, over complicated schedules, congested commutes, we feel alone. We are a culture craving relationship. Isn't that interesting? So many people around us, so busy, so, so much going on all around us. But as a whole, as a nation, as a people, we feel alone and we're not very good at making relationships. Dr. Henry Cloud, anybody read the Boundaries books? He's one of the writers. Uh, anyway, here's, here's what he says. He says it well. God created us with a hunger for relationship. God created us with a hunger for relationship, first of all with God, and then with our fellow man, our fellow people. At our very core, we are relational beings. Our souls cannot prosper could give you a lot of uh, people who aren't in close relationship. They die at an earlier age. Uh, they have worse health. There's all sorts of ramifications. We don't do well when we're not connected with other people. We don't. We're going to look at one more expert. I want you to turn with me in your Bible. Wisest man ever lived. Uh, probably the richest man who ever lived. Uh, uh, he was the third king of Israel. A little Bible trivia, who are we talking about right now? His name was King Solomon. Yes, he was King David's son. We're going to look today in the book of Ecclesiastes. It's a short story uh, that we call the book of Ecclesiastes, and it gives us simple but profound insight about our need for relationship. So please take your phone and find Ecclesiastes, or take your Bible and locate Ecclesiastes chapter 4. We're going to start with verse 9. Stand with me if you're able, please. Let's read what the Lord inspired wise King Solomon to tell us about our need for connection, our need for relationship with other people. Ecclesiastes 4 9. You ready? Let's, let's out loud declare God's word together. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Let's pray. Lord, you've uh, gifted us with your book, with your instruction manual for our lives. So thank you for giving us wisdom and insight to navigate our lives. Thank you for giving us this section of truth we call Ecclesiastes chapter 4. So thank you for that gift. And I pray especially right now for those in your church today I know for a fact some of them feel all alone. I know, Lord, that some don't have any or don't have enough close relationships in their lives right now. So I'm asking you, Lord, to convince us through your word and your spirit. Convince us, convict us of our need to get in connection with the body of Christ. Lord, would you show us how that's possible? We invite you right now to speak and nudge and 
whisper and prompt. Give us listening ears and hearts and minds this morning. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one unified voice. You can be seated. Well done. Hey, everybody. Uh, you know this guy? That's, that's Denny Christman, right? Yeah. Uh, he's given me permission to share. On April 13th, many of you were here. We had a funeral service for Dennis's bride, Jill. Um, it was a day of tears and sadness for our loss. It was also, funerals are crazy this way. There's, there's sadness, but there's also celebration because Jill got promoted, right? She, she's doing really well right now. Uh, she's face-to-face with her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, anyway, here's the story. About five years earlier, Dennis and Jill had joined Gil and Terry Redmer's community small group. Isn't that a good picture of Gilby? Yeah. yeah, he's looking good. Jill said this in hindsight. That was one of the best decisions that Dennis and I ever made, was to join a small group. She said, I, we didn't know it at the time, but boy, was that a wise decision. Because for the last two years of Jill's life, her community small group walked with Dennis and Jill. Her journey as the cancer returned. When I asked Dennis, what did, what did your community small group mean to you these last two years as you walked through Jill's cancer Here's what he said. You ready? They supported us. They loved us. Anything we needed, they were there. They drove Jill to appointments. They made meals. They were amazing and even more amazing towards the end. They led the charge on remodeling and building the new bathroom and the ramp and the porch. He just kept saying they were amazing. Then I said, Dennis, what would you say, because we've got some folks here at church, they're pretty sure they don't need a community small group. They're they're pretty sure they're okay on their own. They, They don't think they need to get connected to the body of Christ. So what would you say to them? And here's here's what Dennis said. He said, Don't squander family. Don't take your family for granted. My community small group became my family. And then he said, you know, I don't have family up here in northern Michigan. Jill did, but I don't. But my community small group became my family. And they walked through Jill's death, and they're still walking through the grieving process with me. Don't squander that opportunity. That's Dennis and Jill. Ecclesiastes 4.10. Let's look at it one more time. Here's what it says. If either one of them falls down, one can help them up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. You know why you need to be in a community small group? Because it's not a matter of if you're going to fall down. It's a matter of what? When? We all at times 
are going to hit the valleys, the struggles. We're all going to fall down, like it says in Ecclesiastes 4.10. So it's not a matter of if, it's when problems and difficulties and trouble strikes. Having relationships helps us to stand, and they'll walk through the valley times with us as friends. <laughs> Need that. That's vital. And you're thinking, you know, um, but, you know, that I'm young, and, and I'm in good health, and, and I don't think that's going to happen to me. Um, yesterday at men's breakfast, put that picture up there, yeah. Uh, no, we got a picture of Jimmy, yep. Uh, we had an amazing breakfast at the uh, Depot Civic Center. And by the way, guys, if you didn't come, that was powerful. You missed it. That, that was a bad miss. Just want you to know. Uh, he is uh, the host of Michigan Out of Doors. Anybody ever seen it Thursday nights? Come on. Anybody in the balcony ever seen Michigan Out of Doors? Nobody in the balcony fishes or hunts, so uh, that's Okay. Uh, that's why we put you in the balcony. That's your, the no fishing section, yes. Uh, he's 46, and, and he shared his story, and, and he said, uh, just need to share my, and by the way, a uh, personal friend of Pastor Josh Mays from East Jordan. That's how we were able to get him to come. But anyway, this first time he ever shared this uh, publicly in, in this manner, but he said, uh, uh, a few years ago, my wife, Dana, 42 years old, this is Jimmy telling it yesterday, uh, worship leader at her church down in uh, Grand Haven, I think it is. They're both active, they're giving, they're involved. He talked about, you know, I was pretty sure, you know, we're involved, we're, we're plugged into the church, uh, we're, we're giving, we're serving children age 13, 11, and 9. He says, I'm pretty sure that meant that I was insulated from bad things happening, right? And then he told the story how his wife wasn't feeling well, and they just thought, well, maybe she needed to go on a, a gluten-free diet, and he talked about all the steps, and, you know, maybe I need to get more vitamins, and they just kept going and going, and eventually she turned yellow, jaundiced, and now there is something up here, and they got the diagnosis, pancreatic, inoperable pancreatic cancer. And she was gone in just a few months, leaving behind her husband and three children. Can I just say, when the doctor says inoperable cancer, it's too late to join a community small group and get connected. See, a lot of us are thinking, well, that could, no, 42-year-old, vibrant, young family. No, it happens. And I'm just telling you, after the diagnosis, it's too late to get plugged in. Uh, after the divorce papers are filed, it's too late to find a community small group. After your teen is in deep trouble with school and the law, it's too late then to join a community small group. Are you tracking with me? This is like insurance that you buy ahead of time. That's what Dennis said. It's like the best insurance you could have is a group of people who love you and you love them and you're going to watch out and live life with each other. It's easy to stumble out of church. 
You know that, right? Because you're here and you're in rows, and we try to, to find you, but the truth is there's lots of you here, and it's easy to stumble out of daily walking with Christ, and it's easy to stumble out of serving in the local church. Well, I'm too busy. I'm not going to serve anymore. It's easy, but it's almost impossible to stumble out of community. Say that with me. It's almost impossible to stumble out of community. I'm just telling you, once you get connected and you're in relationship and you're friends with people and they know and love you and you know and love them, I'm just telling you, now you're not going to stumble away from them very easily because they're going to walk with you. They're not going to give up on you. They're going to call and care and love on you. Does that make sense? You need community. I need community. I can't think of a better insurance policy for you and your family. Just have a hard question. Do you think it's possible in the next year that you or your wife or your husband or your teen or your child, in the next year some bad stuff could come your way? Is that possible And I hope you are realistic enough to say, yeah, it is possible. I know the Gretzingers didn't think it would ever happen. I know the Christmans weren't planning on it. Bad stuff, rarely do we know it's coming, but I just want you to know it's possible. You should do everything you can, whatever it takes, to get connected in relationship with a community small group. Ecclesiastes 4. Verse 11, also if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can keep one warm alone? He's talking about camping outside in the UP in the winter, right? Is that what he's talking about there? (laughs) No, he's talking about we need the warmth and the care in a bitter cold season of life. He's, He's talking poetically about needing friends when... It gets cold when you're having trouble with your child, when you're having difficulty in your health, when the finances are going awful, when, when your life is suddenly now cold and in a bad place. He's saying we need each other to stay warm and have the warmth of friendship. Verse 12, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. (laughs) We need people to protect us and defend us. Don't you know that? There's going to be times where you're going to need people who are in relationship with you and you're in relationship with them and you're protecting and you're taking care of each other and you're defending them. Friends who will support you in prayer and in words and in actions. Friends who will support you in the hard times. John, stand up for me just a minute, would you? Ancient armies, when they got in uh, really tough battle conditions and they're going hand-to-hand, oftentimes, here's what they would do. Put your back toward me. Yeah. And now we're fighting. And why do you suppose I'm fighting like this? Any guesses? Uh, You're going hand-to-hand, you got your sword, you got your shield. Why would I want to have my back with John at my back? 
Any, any guesses? Because this way, nobody's going to come up from behind me and put the sword through my back and kill me. And guess what? Nobody's going to come and put the sword through John's back. Why? Because I got his back, right? And, and John, you got my back. Thanks, fellow soldier. Nice job. Yeah, nice job. I'm just telling you, that's what we need. And that picture there in verse 12 is exactly what he's talking about. We need a group of people who've got our backs. Make sense? And you've got their backs. It works both ways. You got my back, I've got your back when things get tough in our lives. Now, I want to take just five minutes and show you a video featuring our very own fearless community small group leader, Super Cal Prince, uh, and Super Cal Pastor Brandt. So uh, are we ready? Let's, uh, let's show that this is uh, them talking about community small groups. I'm Cal Prince, a community small group coordinator here at Walden Lake Community Church, and I am in a community small group. And I'm Brent Cole. I'm the youth pastor and young adults pastor here at Walloon as well. And I'm also in a small group. Church, well, small groups exist to reflect the local church at a very personal level, right? Like sometimes yes. in homes and coffee shops. Um, that's kind of, I don't know, the purpose of a small group. Yeah, when I looked at the, the vision of Walloon Lake Community Church, it's to love Jesus, love others, and serve the world. And what better way to do that than in a community small group? Where we meet together, we learn, we grow in our own faith, but also in our connection and relationship with others, fellow believers. So Brant, as I've been in a community small group for a number of years, what's really cool about it is you create, create these great relationships and a bond between people to the point really where people don't want to leave your group, don't want to leave their group. And that sounds yeah. like a really good thing. Yeah, to a certain extent it is, but there are some dangers or some challenges that come along with that. Jesus says over and over again, that your faith is to be experienced with one another, mm -hmm. you know, a community. Like you can't do the spiritual life by yourself. Like that doesn't work. And and so, a small group is for that is to to be known, but it's also to grow. Yes. And and you know because the reality is we want to hide the scary from other people, and that's very comfortable for us to do. We we want to hide, you know, who we really are. And in a small group, you're known. But I think the danger, what you're getting at, is we, when we first joined it, we were kind of uncomfortable, you know? But that helped us grow. Yes. But the danger is that once we're in a small group long enough, we get comfortable again, we get familiar again, and, and we stop growing. I love how at the end of Matthew, Jesus, after he's spent this time on earth and with his disciples and pouring into their lives and growing together, he tells him, okay, now I want you to go out and make disciples of all nations. So it's getting outside their comfort zone. Yeah, they had spent this time with Jesus, but now he's challenging them to go out mm -hmm. and reach other people for, for Christ. Yeah. So the danger of a good small group is that it actually stops growing. Mm -hmm. 
because everyone's very comfortable yes. and forgets about the mission that Jesus has called his church to, which we reflect in a small group. Yeah. I think the next step is that we want um, to multiply our small groups. And there's a couple ways to do that. Um, we need uh, we need new small groups, uh, and so we need new leaders of new small groups, uh, and we also need people to join those new small groups. So create small groups and, and join new small groups, and that, like I said, might seem scary, but it's actually a really healthy thing, and it's not actually as scary as you know sometimes you might think it is. But I would consider if you're in um, a small group currently. We have lots of people who are currently in small groups and have been in those small groups for a long time. Yes. Um, I would say maybe consider whether or not Jesus is calling you to, because he is, to be a part of um, growing his church through multiplication of small groups. Um, consider being a leader of a new small group. I think that's a big need that we have right now. Yeah. I would say definitely. Um, I would say if you're within a community small group currently, please pray about that. Consider that um, in, in starting a new small group. And then for, for we, some people have never even experienced a small group. So I, I think there's a number of you out in the congregation or out there in community that have never experienced that. And I would say get outside your comfort zone, get connected with a small group. Pastor Brent and Christine didn't just talk, they walked. Isn't that good? You know, you can say, oh, this is what you should do. But you actually did something that's really hard. Uh, so share with us what you and your bride, Christine, actually did in response to the need. Go ahead. Yeah, so we were part of a really, really good growing small group in Petoskey. And um, we had recognized that there is a lot of young adults, at least people our age, who are like looking for another small group. But the reality was our group was huge. It was not a small group. <laughs> um, and um, we had been kind of talking about for you know a while, like, what do we do about this? What do we do about the fact that there are more people who are wanting to come, but as soon as they come, they realize people have been here forever. I don't fit in. I'm not coming back. And I'm like, those are those, uh, young adults. Those are people. Those are humans who need the community of, of the body of Christ and right now don't feel like they belong. And that is not exactly God's heart for our small group. And um, so we were like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Do we try this? Do we try this? And finally we're like, we need another small group. And so Christine and I opened one in our home um, So you, in you left City. the one that you were in and went and started another. I wouldn't say I left it. Okay. We I multiplied like it. You multiplied it. Because here's the truth. You divided so you could multiply. Here's the truth. Yes. <laughs> it's That's heavenly. what cells do. It's, it's, it's <laughs> heavenly math. You know, I, I, I went to Bible you. college, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, the truth is this. Um, we fear splitting our small groups. Yes. 
Um, but that's not exactly what happened. In fact, um, our small group and the one that we multiplied from uh, still... Which, which was Josh and Fies. Yeah, or, Josh and Fies small group, amazing small group, right. um, amazing people. Uh, we still connect with them. In right. fact, I mean, my wife and I are having a game night with them tomorrow night. Um, like, we're literally... So you can still be friends. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're allowed. Yeah. But yeah. the truth was um, that our small group was bigger than us. And I think the reality is, I've heard people say this, I want to be in a small group where I would really love to just grow old with these people. Mm-hmm. And I would push back on that, because um, as much as that's comfortable for me, that's about me. Mm. I would push back, you really should have the mindset that I don't want to grow old with these people, I want to grow stronger with these people. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, sometimes, because we stay in our small group, we prevent other people from growing. Hmm. And as difficult as it at first felt for us to say, we're not going to be at your house on Tuesday nights anymore. We're going to be at our house because we're forming a new small group. I wish I could tell you how many emails and phone calls I get or Cal gets of people who are looking for a small group, but the groups are too big. And there aren't enough groups. And, and we keep getting these, you know, like, we need more groups. And we're like, there's one that's growing here. There's one that's huge here, one huge here, one huge here. And the truth is, when people come, they don't feel like they fit because it's already huge and established. Mm-hmm. And we need new small groups to grow. And so that's part of what we did. Um, and we've seen uh, people come to our small group that... Um, never either would have been able to make it um, up to Petoskey or never you know, would have felt like they fit in there. But because now there's another small group, there's a couple options. And, um, and actually, the other small group feels a little bit more free to grow now, too. Right. Um, and, and so it's actually not cutting in half something that's good. It's growing something that's good. It's multiplying that for more people. Um, and we've really found that to be something huge because the reality is uh, nobody here... Um, either is beyond the need of a small group, and nobody here is incapable <laughs> of taking that next step and growing the small group. We all work together, and even when our small groups meet at different times, I mean, we're still really good friends with all those people, and we see them on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. church is a great way to connect with them, and, and um, so, yeah. Nice. Hey, tell them well done, Brent. Yeah, well done. Nice job, man. So, Cal shares, I said, what's the number one challenge in community small group world right now? And he said, it's this, we have some really amazing groups, but almost all of them are filled to capacity, which means they're putting this sign out, and uh, it's true, sorry, no vacancy And those that are the most qualified, because you've experienced a wonderful small group, those that are ready to start leading a small group are currently in a group that has this sign hung out. Sorry, no vacancy. We have people ready to be plugged in. We have people who really need what you've enjoyed now for many years, many of you, 
But the truth is the best groups to have the folks that are most ready to actually branch out um, at this point have not seen uh, the wisdom to actually multiply or as I like to say divide so that you can multiply. So here's the challenge, okay? Uh, will you talk that over in your small group? And I know it'll be a hard conversation and I could ask for you to raise your hands, but I'm not going to do that. But would you prayerfully consider dividing so that you can multiply? Because that's what we need. I mean, we've already picked all the low-hanging fruit. We really have. So right now, almost everybody who's easily in a group, you're already there. So that's most of the people who are qualified to lead a group. So now we need some of you who will say, you know what, I'm going to pray about that. I know it's a big ask, but we're going to make room for more people to live in community that we've come to love and enjoy. Okay? Big, big ask, but I think it's a big command from the Lord as well. Second action step. Okay, that's first. If you're in a, in a group and it's doing great, will you consider dividing so you can multiply? Second is that some of you uh, have been stubborn, but now you're saying, you know what, you're probably right. I think I need to get in relationship. I need to get into one of these groups that you're talking about and get connected and build friendships in the months and the years ahead. So if you're 40 and over, would you locate this piece of paper in your bulletin? Okay. If you're under 40, I'm coming at you in just a minute. But if you're over 40, which means you're probably old school, you want a piece of paper to hold in your hand. Okay. So this is the registration form. Um, and I would encourage you, even right now, uh, if the Lord's nudging you, I need to get that insurance policy, will you fill it out? And then today, even as you head out, you can give it to somebody, one of uh, the uh, greeters or ushers at the door. You can drop it in the mail, send it back to the church, bring it back next week, put it in the offering plate, uh, attach it to a pigeon that knows how to get back here to church, uh, and we'll get it here. Uh, so fill that out if you're uh, 40 and over. Um, if you're 40 and younger, you can get your phone out, okay? This is even better, okay? Uh, and you go to the Walloon Lake Church website. Go, go back. I want to work through the steps with them because this is the first screen that pops up, okay? And, and we've got this down. It says next steps, okay? You hit the next steps, okay? And then you choose, this is the small group option. And as you hit the small group option, guess what pops up next? It's this wonderful little form that you're holding in your hand. Only you don't have to mess with it. You don't have to write and find a pen right now. And then you don't have to figure out where am I going to get it to. You can fill it out. And then at the bottom it says submit. And it flies magically to Brant and to Jody and to Chad. Uh, it doesn't fly to me because I'm over 40. Uh, and I wouldn't know what to do with it. But again, that's way easier and that's way cooler way to do it. So... Right now, Pastor Andy and the band can make their way back up. And I just, uh, you, you have permission. If you got your phone and the Lord's nudging, go ahead and fill that out. If you have your, your, your printed uh, 
uh, small group form. Get it out. You can fill it out right now. And you don't even have, we'll give you permission just to stay seated and you can fill that out while we sing our closing song. So two asks, right? If you're in a group right now and it's full and most of them are, will you prayerfully ask the Lord, is, is this something we should do? Should we divide so we can multiply? Second, if you're not in connection, you're not in community, why not buy the insurance today? I'm just telling you, it's the best insurance is to get connected so that when the bottom drops out, when you fall down, you got people to help you back up. Good stuff.